Another edition of Eat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com. My name is Eli Herskovich. You can follow The Lines on Twitter at TheLinesUS. You can follow my co-host, The Lines MLB lead analyst, Mo Noir, on Twitter at Mo Noir. Remember, before we get started, as always, to give the video a thumbs up and ring that bell to get notifications whenever The Lines releases a new sports betting video on any market, including Major League Baseball, for most day-to-day MLB bets, and those are also available in the Lines free Discord channel. And head over to play.thelines.com if you want a shot to win a $25 Amazon gift card daily in our MLB Pick'em contest. But, Mo, before we get started, I know you have some exciting stuff coming up this weekend, a poker tournament. And also, how did your betting card go for baseball yesterday since we were off video-wise yesterday, too? Yeah, unfortunately, only thing I fired sidewise yesterday was a day game. So we try to stay away from those, give everybody time to uh, get a look at the video and get their bets in. But uh, it did come home for me. Kind of an exciting finish. I had the Royals uh, minus 115. I think that one actually closed against me, but uh, I, I like the play. I mean, Singer Singer pitched uh, pretty decently, and Clevenger's terrible, so... Yeah, feel, feel good about that one. We got that one home. Eli's White Sox, they're, they're a little bad. bit rough. They're a little bit rough. But, uh, yeah, I'm also I'm up in Michigan right now. Actually, really tilting. I was trying to sweat the game, and they still wouldn't let me. Like, Royals are my uh, home broadcast, so they won't let me watch it on the app, right? But I come all the way up to Michigan. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be allowed to watch Royals here. Try to fire it up. It still won't work, so I had to, had to game cast that one. But, uh, yeah, up here for a... Big poker tournament and excited to play in it this weekend. Mo is quite the poker player. Never played poker with him. So no experience, no real merit to that statement, but I've heard some good things about his skill set. So Mo, you're also a pretty good baseball better. And on to today's games and your bets. First pitch in the first game at 640 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Reds. 16 and 21 at the Marlins, which are at 500 and right in the middle of the pack or just around it in the NL East. And the Marlins are minus 140 on the money line. Cincinnati right near plus 120 to win the game outright. Graham Ashcraft against one of the best prospects in baseball and the Marlins number one prospect to be exact in Yuri Perez pitching wise. And Ashcraft for Cincinnati has a 3-8-2 ERA a 392 FIP, so he's pitched pretty much to expectation. And FIP, if you don't know, if you're a novice or casual MLB better or just watching our video for the first time, we use the metric pretty often. Fielding independent pitching, so what the pitcher can control home runs, walks, hit by pitches, fly balls, and of course, strikeouts. And if you look at Perez, like I mentioned, making his major league debut in this. Marlins offense, after undergoing some negative variance last season in one-run games, they failed, They have fared pretty well in that category so far. I believe 11-0 are right near that mark. So, Mo, how are you betting Reds at Marlins? Yeah, naturally, the Marlins were the unluckiest team and one of the unluckiest teams when we needed them last year. But uh, who's counting, right? Um Yuri Perez, really exciting uh, prospect. Yeah, number one 
pitching prospect in MLB, I believe. He's got the best arm in the minors, basically. A uh, super exciting day for anybody who's a fan of prospects, young players. Um, man, this guy, 20 years old, just turned 20 last month. Only has 100 innings pitched above A ball. So he's already, honestly, like that's a lot for a 20-year-old. So he is progressing very quickly through the minors. And uh, yeah, all I can tell you about this guy, six foot eight, and yeah, he's 20 years old. And I don't know much else about him other than he's an extremely good prospect. So uh, I have to say that I have this game as wrong team favored, but at the same time, this is a massive dart throw because it's basically anybody's guess what Yuri Perez's talent level is right now. Um, I can tell you that the projections have him around a 4.3 ERA. Uh, I think Ashcraft is around a similar level. What I can tell you for sure I like about this game is that Ashcraft thrives on throwing cutters and getting grounders. And the fish are going to play into those tendencies i believe they are 24th versus cutters this year they were 27th last year so probably a team that's not going to do well against his primary pitch and then uh they're also a very grounder heavy team they hit a lot of grounders last year as well i don't think this is small sample variance um fourth most grounders so far this year and then yeah like you said it's just a team that i don't think people realize how bad the marlins are um they are 19 and 19 people are just going to look at that okay this is just a roughly average team they're not uh they are minus 49 run differential they have been the luckiest team according to Fangraphs base runs metric shout out to Fangraphs. i got my Fangraphs shirt out of the out of the storage for for baseball season now so i'll be wearing <laughs> it like weekly basis but uh yeah I, I don't think uh the reds are properly priced but that being said this is a massive dart throw like i said yuri perez could be just a monster our guy, Dan Zimborski, certainly appreciates the shout-out if you missed our MLB Futures podcast with Fangraph's own Dan Zimborski. Check it out from Monday's Beat the Closing Number, and you can find that on the Lines Podcast Network. Just search the lines on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. But 7.07 p.m. Eastern Time, first pitch. Potential World Series preview. I know Toronto has been somewhat inconsistent, but... If you look at the World Series odds board, both of these teams and Atlanta, for that matter, is the favorite to win it all at this point. So the Braves at 25 and 12, second best record in all baseball, right behind the Rays and at the Jays, like I mentioned, up and down, but still five games over the 500 mark, 21 and 16. And Atlanta's minus 155, minus 160, depending on where you're shopping on the money line. The Jays are anywhere between plus 130, plus 138. High point of the market is over at Bet Rivers, and you can find the best MLB odds, no matter the market, over at thelines.com. It is Spencer Strider, who is actually the Cy Young favorite against Chris Bassett. And Strider has a 271 ERA and a 181 FIP. So he's pitched below average in terms of his traditional metrics like ERA when you look at that FIP and opponents expected batting average is above the 90th percentile and that's a good thing along with his fastball velocity again that's above the 90th percentile whiff rate the same regard along with his opponent's strikeout rate so he has been utterly dominant which certainly correlates to where he sits in the betting market when it comes to the NL Cy Young award and Bassett while he's allowed 10 earned runs over his last six starts, 
which is pretty good after getting blitzed in his first outing of the season against the St. Louis Cardinals. The peripherals tell a bit of a different story for him. So the opposite of Strider, even though Strider's ERA is by no means bad. And this is two of the best lineups in baseball that we're going to see this season with the Braves having another leader in the betting market in Ronald Acuna Jr., who's the favorite to win NL MVP. And Jays certainly have their fair share of decent bats, to say the least. So, Mo, how are you betting Jays and Braves? Yeah, let me just say, if it's Blue Jays, Braves in the World Series, I'll be very excited. My favorite team will be in there from the NL, and the team that I bet to win the AL will have cashed my ticket. So that would pretty much be a dream scenario for me. Um, yeah, man, it's actually crazy how good Strider's been. I mean, he's even stepped it up, honestly, from last year. Uh, the swinging strike rate is up to over... I mean, it was already tremendous. It's over 19%. He's very close to DeGrom territory now, uh, elite closer territory. It's scary how good... Uh, Strider is with his just like basically two pitch mix. Um, and I think it's a two pitch mix that honestly is going to play very well against the Jays. Surprisingly, if you just look at the pitch type numbers, uh, the Jays are uh, split here because they're extremely bad versus sliders. They've been the worst team so far. Um, and they've been the best team, I think, or one of the best versus four seamers. But I uh, did a little bit more digging and found out that when Faced with high velocity, the Jays have actually struggled quite a bit. They have a 274 WOBA and a 285 X WOBA. So for people who aren't familiar with that scale, you need to be around 315 or 320 to be uh, average. This is well below average. This is like some of the worst offenses in baseball are around these numbers. Um, so when faced with high velocity, the Jays have struggled. So I think they're going to struggle against Strider and as far as Bassett goes, it's kind of the opposite case scenario. He's still struggling with his own velocity. Um, sat 92 last start. Uh, his recent seasons where he's been good, he's been around like 93 and a half. So he's well below where he's been successful in the past. He's kind of a kitchen sink guy, so you wouldn't think the velocity is that big of a deal for him, but it doesn't seem to be working at all for him. I mean, like you said, his peripheral stinks so far. 5.15 Sierra. Um, he's lost 2.3% from a swinging strike rate that was already below average. So uh, not a lot of room for him to really drop from that and still be effective. So I had the Braves as a pretty big favorite here. Definitely the the series you want to watch uh, this weekend if uh, you're into baseball offense. And last game that we want to touch on here before we get to a bonus bet. 8.10 p.m. Eastern time. Cubs at the Twins in Minnesota Swept the Padres in an abbreviated series. 21 and 17 are the Twins, number one in the AL Central standings, taking on the Cubs, who have a pretty good run differential. I believe actually the fourth best in all of baseball, but have underperformed record wise. So, kind of the opposite of the Marlins, even though Miami is right at 500 and Chicago 18 and 19 and right around middle of the pack in the NL Central, a pretty bad division, just like the AL Central which the Twins are leading, so that tells you anything. Granted, Mo and I both have Twins bets, so we're pretty happy with their start in a crappy division. Minnesota minus 150 on the money line. Cubs right around plus 130 to win the game straight up. Drew Smiley going for Chicago against Sonny Gray, and Gray's off to one of the best starts among all starters in 
Major League Baseball. But his command was a bit of an issue against Cleveland in his last start, three walks and six strikeouts, but gave up three earned runs and I believe just around five innings pitched on Saturday. And while Minnesota's lineup is unproductive, they are playing well record-wise. Now, that doesn't necessarily always tell the script, but the pitching has been there for the Twins, like I mentioned, with Gray for the most part this season. But Minnesota has struggled against lefties, the fifth lowest WRC plus against Southpaws. And Smiley is a lefty, a 3.05 ERA versus a 3.77 FIP. And he has given up an opponent's BABIP of 2.43. So maybe a bit on the luckier side. So kind of twofold here with the Twins struggling against lefties, Mo, but Smiley potentially due for some negative regression. How do you see Cubs and Twins faring? Smiley's a weird pitcher, man. Uh, he's had stretches like this. He's been so inconsistent in his career. He's definitely had stretches where he's been uh, dominant, very good, whatever, and he's had stretches where he's just got crushed. He definitely seems like he's in one of these stretches where he's pitching very well. Um, I definitely did notice the low BABIP, but at the same time, man, I mean, an 84.5 mile per hour exit velocity. I mean, that's as good as it gets, basically. Uh, that's like a number he, even if he keeps pitching awesome, he probably can't maintain. So he he's earned some of that low BABIP with a lot of weak contact. And I definitely also noticed, like you said, the Twins have really struggled against lefties this year. Their their lineup really hasn't played to expectation, I would say, uh, overall. But uh, last year, they were better against right-handed pitchers as well, but lefties they still hit him at a at a average level one thing i definitely did notice too was curveballs have given the twins a ton of fits this year man they are 25th against curveballs and smiley basically pitches so much off of his curveball he's basically sinker curveball uh the the blue jay uh the the cubs rather they they're all in on two pitch lefties i guess but it's working out for them um i would say for sunny gray he's honestly been underrated a lot of his career. He's definitely made me a lot of units. Uh, I've been a guy who's bet Sonny Gray a lot. Um, changed up a little bit the way he's pitching this year. He was one of the guys who also added a pitch. He added a cutter. He's not throwing it that often, but like you said, he he's pitching out of the zone more, so the walks have been a little bit of an issue. He's pitching way above his talent level. I mean, I love Sonny Gray, but he's not going to be anywhere near 1.8 ERA by the end of the season. So I think that given that the Cubs have been one of the more disciplined lineups, they have not been chasing much at all this year. I don't think Sonny Gray is going to pitch quite as well as he has been against the Cubs. And yeah, Smiley's just been great. So I think he's going to have a good game here. I was looking at under the total, honestly. I don't expect either of these offenses to have a ton of success, but it's already pretty low. So, And I'm not good at betting totals. So just sticking with the Cubs here. <laughs> So those are three, most only three, baseball bets for Friday's slate. And you could check out all of his bets in the Lions Discord channel. Just head over to thelines.com if you want to find the free link. No touts. We're not touts over at thelines.com. Now, if you were on the Lions Discord channel, you would also see that Mo has an NBA bet for Game 6 of the Western Conference Semifinals. Between the Lakers and the Warriors, L.A., three-point favorite pretty much on the consensus line. Total anywhere between 219.5 and 221. Anthony Davis expected to play after dealing with 
a potential concussion, and then he had testing, and seems like he avoided that, was also taken out of the arena on Wednesday night on a wheelchair, which at this point maybe seems a little bit dramatic, and it appeared that the Lakers were kind of nagging that uh, potential concussion a little bit more than it needed to be, especially with the way that score was in the fourth quarter, probably didn't need to play LeBron and Davis too much and just take their chances in game six. But Mo, if you haven't noticed, is also a pretty big NBA better on top of his baseball knowledge. So Mo, how are you betting Lakers Warriors in a potential closeout game for LA? Unfortunately, I did place a wager on the Warriors. Not excited about it, but man, I just, I don't know. I have to believe that. I I always believed this was a pretty good matchup for them. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but man, it really doesn't seem like the Lakers know what to do when they attack Brow in the pick and roll with Curry at the top of the, the top of the floor. (laughs) Nothing is really working. He's getting a ton of layups. He's just I think they need to make some changes, and they and they have. You know, they have every time they've struggled with the next Warriors adjustment in a game, um, they've bounced back the next game. So I'm hoping their coaching staff figures something out. But I'm a little skeptical. I feel like this one should be closer to a pick'em, and I think two and a half points is is a bit too high. But like I said, I, I do hope I'm wrong here because I would very much like to see the Warriors lose. <laughs> so Mo is. I don't know if I want to call that an emotional hedge because it's not like he's a Warriors fan, but maybe hates Golden State, and that probably goes back to the NBA Finals last year, but we won't talk anymore about what happened last summer. Just one mention. Just one mention about his Celtics bet losing. I'm obviously just digging. But that's going to do it for this edition of Beat the Closing Number. Four bets for you on the Friday slate. Hopefully you enjoy a great sports weekend. We have a Game 7 on Sunday between the Sixers and The Celtics, Jason Tatum coming alive for Boston late in that game after a horrific shooting performance early on. And obviously some great baseball action, like Mo mentioned, one of the better series of the weekend with the Braves and the Jays. But for Mo and for myself, Eli Herskovich, follow the lines on Twitter at the lines US. Remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell for more sports betting content. Notifications from thelines.com. Thanks for watching and listening. Happy Mother's Day weekend. So long, everybody.